Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. I'll tell you, we have a really interesting podcast today. I am interviewing Brother Ellie Soriano. Now, Mr. Soriano, he is actually the founder of a religious denomination. It's a Christian denomination called the Members Church of God International. Um, Now, this denomination, they don't release exact membership numbers, but what I can tell you is that some of the latest numbers from 2015, where they had 1,360 congregations around the world. Um, Now, most of their members are in the Philippines, but they are um, in six continents, obviously not a Antarctica, but but every other continent they have members. Um, In 2015, they baptized 20,000 members into their um, congregations and and into their uh, denomination. So, you know, roughly there's probably, you know, half a million to a million, maybe even more members. Um, So it's a really interesting conversation. You know, you don't generally get to speak to someone who is you know the the leader of a, a congregation and a, a membership you know of a million people you know that's that's more than than some countries um, so I really couldn't necessarily pass up that opportunity um, now I'll tell you we we do obviously talk about some of the beliefs of his denomination and, and his beliefs and his guiding principles um, I think that we all can can find you know some some really good things in it um, now, you know, the, the purpose of this podcast is to, to bring on interesting people, um, and that's exactly what we've done. That doesn't necessarily mean that I endorse or reject anything that he said. Um, you know, my, my goal is to bring people on and let them tell their story, and, and part of his story is to talk about, you know, his, his belief system and, and how he has guided his church. Um, so I don't necessarily want you to, to think it's an endorsement or a rejection. Um, it's just putting it out there and, and letting you, you hear from an interesting person. Uh, I don't necessarily want a disclaimer because I'll tell you I really enjoyed speaking to uh, Brother Soriano, and that is what he has asked me to call him, Brother Ellie Soriano. Um, his title is Overall Servant of the Members Church of God International. Um, that is the, the highest position within the church. Um, he's going to talk a lot about his church. He's going to talk about his TV show called The Old Path, that is actually the longest-running religious TV show in the Philippines. Um, he's going to talk about his time in the Philippines, um, his his story growing up. It really uh, is a really interesting story of how um, he grew up and, and essentially founded this church. He's also going to talk about his struggles in the Philippines uh, with the political system because he is now in Brazil. Um, so it's a it's a interesting story as to why that is the case. Um, you know, he's leading a, a largely Filipino um, congregation and, and membership um, from from Brazil. Um, so that's an also an interesting thing. And when we hear his side of the story, um, of course, there's. There's always two sides, um, but uh, you know we, we gave him the chance to, to, to tell his side. I really don't know enough about it to, to know really much 
much about either side. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I really enjoyed speaking with him. He had a lot of really great things to, to say. And, uh, you know, without further ado, let me pass it to my interview with Brother Ellie Soriano. Okay, I'm here today with uh, Brother Ellie Soriano. Mr. Soriano, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm tired because this is a Monday and we have four uh, broadcasts on Monday. Three Bible expositions, one, one Bible exposition in the morning dedicated to uh, Africa, Middle East, and another is in Sri Lanka, Nepal, and India, and another is dedicated to Spanish-speaking nations here in, in Latin America. And we also have a class in, in Greek. That's why I'm tired, but I'm fine. With God's help, I still can maybe answer your questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I noticed right before, before we, we started, you were on YouTube, or excuse me, you were on Facebook and I believe speaking in, in Spanish. So that's a, a great question. Obviously, you, you know English, you know Tagalog, you know Spanish. How many languages can you speak? More or less nine languages. Nine. And dialect. That's, that's really, really great. That, that's awesome. I'm sure, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, trying to, to connect with, with different people to be able to, to speak their language is probably really powerful. My, my vocation calls for it. Absolutely. I, I began learning languages and dialects in the Philippines because in the Philippines we have about 150 languages or mm -hmm. 150 dialects, uh, live, uh, uh, no, no, not live, living dialects in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. There are about seven who which are considered dead dialects, but there are about 100, no, it is now 175. Oh goodness. There are, the number of languages listed for Philippines is 175. Of those 171 are living languages and four are extinct. And most of these languages and, and dialects in the Philippines I know, I understand, but I cannot speak. But I can speak fluently more or less seven of the languages in the Philippines. Well, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. And I'll tell you, from reading your, your biography, you have quite a few accomplishments. So I, I do want to kind of just step back to, I guess, where it all began, if we could. Just tell me just a little bit about before you, know, before you, you started the, uh, the church, Tell me a little bit about growing up and, and uh, you know, how, how this all began. Uh, I, I'm not interested in any manner about religion. You know, frankly speaking, I'm the only member of the family, a family of uh, 10, because we are eight uh, siblings of my father and my mother. We are a family of 10, and I am the only one separated from the family because of my aunt, who is, uh, who is uh, how do you say that? Uh, a woman who is sterile, who cannot bear children. Mm -hmm. That's why 
he asked my, she asked my mother if she can take care of me. That's why I was separated from the family from age three up to age eight, more or less. So I am not a member of the religion where most of my brothers and sisters are members and my parents. But because I became the president of our high school in Quezon City, Philippines, I became the president of the student council. And in that particular school in the Philippines, you see, there are Catholic priests that teaches the Catholic religion uh, every Thursday. There is a, a religious class every Thursday. And because I do not belong to the Catholic Church, and being the president of the student council, I take care of those students who are not Catholics. We are sent outside the room uh, because they only teach Catholics. And those who are Protestants and other religious uh, denominations are sent outside in the corridor sometimes, sometimes in, the, in the, the playground of the school. And we are talking about God, about faith, when I was third and fourth year in high school. That was the story where I got interested in so many faiths because I was talking with Jehovah's Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, Mormons, and all those religions that came from America. I was accustomed or I was, uh, I, I have learned their doctrines through my classmates who are members of these uh, uh, different religions. Now, when I was in high school, Maybe that was when I was aged 16. After graduating in high school, I established my own business. It's a long story, Jackson. But because of my intense desire to help my mother, because we are poor, practically we are poor. Uh, my father came from one of the richest families in the Philippines, but on my mother's side, uh, we are poor. And even though my father came from families who are millionaires in the Philippines, uh, my father was uh, rejected by the family when, when my mother and my father joined the Church of God way back in 1934. My father is a sacristan. They call it in the Catholic Church. That helps the priest in the Mass. My father came from a family of devout Catholics. So when my father entered the Church of God in the Philippines, uh, he became an outcast among that family of devout Catholics. So he started as poor. Even his part of the inheritance from my grandparents were somewhat like forfeited by the family. 
because of the religion. That's why we started poor. And because we are poor, my mother used to work. And my mother working once met an accident in the street. He was run over by a car. And I love my mother very much. She, for me, is the best mother in our, in our generation. You see, I was, I, was, uh, I was waiting for her because regularly he comes home. She comes home at 6 o'clock or the late is 7 o'clock. But that time, at 8 o'clock up to 9 o'clock, I was crying. My mother's not yet around. Uh, uh, little did I perceive that something happened to her until I fell asleep crying, waiting for my mother. And that is my story. Uh, the, the morning the morning that follows, I have learned that my mother is in hospital with oxygen, etc. From that time on, Jackson, I, I became very much afraid of losing my mother. So I prayed to God very hard. Please uh, have pity on me. I asked God. Help my mother to stand again. And, my, and God heard my prayers. From that time on, I always pray. I always pray. My love for my mother made me a prayerful youth. I will not sleep until that time that my mother arrives home. And... When I told you that when I am in high school, I have learned different uh, teachings of different religions because I am the caretaker of the Protestants and those uh, who are not Catholics. When there is a Catholic uh, study of Catholic priests teaching in our classrooms, I am in charge of those who are outside the classroom. There, I have been interested in searching for religion. And my love for my mother taught me to do business, Jackson. I want to help my mother. Okay. And I started putting up my own businesses. I established a restaurant in the University Belt in Manila. When my mother is still very young, in this picture I'm going to show you, uh, my mother is uh, just like about 50 or 45 years old. I have my own restaurant already. I named it Catrice Restaurant because the name of my mother is Catalina and my father is Triunfo. That's why I combined their name. It's Catrice Restaurant. I have that picture is preserved. It's my own restaurant where I earn enough. And after that, I established even more businesses. 
just to help my mother. I want to please her. That is the start of me being a businessman. But later, my interest was focused on religion. When I was uh, out of school, in high school, I did not pursue my studies. I studied the Bible. And I found the Bible uh, such an interesting book that since then, it's almost 60 years ago, I never did uh, lead the Bible untouched daily. And my quest for the truth in religion started. And also, my idea of putting up businesses in order to propagate the gospel. I became a member of the church when I was 17 years old. I started business when I am 14, 15 years old. Uh, I was in high school then. And I became a minister of the gospel when I was uh, 19 years old. And it started everything that you can see now. I became a minister of the Church of God. And when Brother Nicolas Perez died in 1975, I took the, the administration of the church. And that was in 1977. From 1977 up to now, I am the one in charge in the affairs of the Church of God internationally in the Philippines. That's my long story, Jackson. No, I, Until I, the time <laughs> that I have been the target of all, almost all religious groups in the Philippines because I am not, uh, I'm always frank in telling them that such a doctrine is wrong, Jesus Christ is not man, uh, Jesus Christ is different from the Father. There is no such thing as Trinity in the Bible. There are three persons in the deity or in the Godhead, but they are different persons. Uh, God is not everywhere. Religion should not be used to enrich oneself. Religion is not uh, uh, a business that, like other religious pastors are doing, all those things that I encountered from the Bible, teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, made me popularly hated by almost all religions in the Philippines. That's why in the internet now, you can find every kind of defamation against Brother Eli. Yeah. But before you believe them, Jackson, I would, I, I would like to tell you, I am free. I'm in Brazil. The government of Brazil knows my address. I'm always conducting Bible exposition worldwide. I'm not hiding. Just like as others claim in the internet that I am a Ugante, fugitive from justice. Because they have filed a number of cases, more than 20 cases to defame me and to, to destroy my person. But gracias a Dios. <laughs> uh, thanks 
be to God. All those cases were dismissed. Their petition in the courts in the Philippines to declare me a fugitive from justice were all denied. So I'm free. I'm a free man. I'm not hiding. I'm not a fugitive, yeah. as others claim in the internet. Yeah, see, I mean, I, I, I've read a little bit of that, but I really have, have no opinion. I don't know too much about it. So I really don't like to, to create any kind of opinions until I, I speak to someone. So I do appreciate you kind of uh, speaking to that. So, so you mentioned that since, since you did bring it up, you know, you mentioned that you're in Brazil. Um, you know, because of some of those, those legal challenges and that you, you know, all of those have been dismissed. So would you be able uh, to, to go back to the Philippines? Not saying that you want to, but would you be able to? Actually, it's my, it's now my, <laughs> my dream to really come back to the Philippines, but uh, uh, situation do not permit, brother. They ha I have death threats from religious people in the Philippines, mm -hmm. fanatics. They are always watching me and they are ready to make a warm welcome for mm -hmm. me in the airport. They are saying that in national mm -hmm. television. They are broadcasting it. That when I set foot in the Philippines, in the, in the airport, they are going to fetch me there uh, and bring a casket for me. Mm. You see how, how, how brutal are these religious groups, Jackson? And we yeah. can prove that. We can prove that by, by videos. And uh, it was broadcast in the Philippines that they are waiting for me there. And they are going to send a funeral parlor for me <laughs> that will pick me up in the airport. So... My members in the Philippines don't want me to come home, brother. Because my opponents in the Philippines are influential in the Philippine government. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I understand why, you know, your supporters in the Philippines wouldn't want you to, to undergo any of that. So, so you have been able, while you're in, in Brazil, to still create quite the, the network of, of members. So if you would just tell us just a little bit more about um, the, the Church of God International. Obviously, it's a large undertaking to, to truly tell us you know, everything about it. But if you could just spend a couple minutes telling us about, I guess, the main principles of your, um, of your denomination. Actually, Jackson... If I may say that I am an accomplished man, if I may say that with all humility, right now I, I'm content with what I have. God gave me more than what I need. At this uh, point in time, I have businesses in the Philippines, which was blessed. They were blessed by God. I have one of the, the biggest water bottling company in the Philippines. It is a located situation in almost all the islands in the Philippines. 
I earn su sufficient amount of money for my personal needs, the needs of my grandchildren, some of my nephews and nieces. I have, ma I have money that can help them and help other people also. I would say that I am content. I'm very thankful for what God has given me because when I started business, I was just 14 or 15 years old. Now I'm 74 years old. I do not dream for uh, more having becoming millionaire or multimillionaire like other people. My only dream is at this point in time is to, to preach the gospel to people, to expose religious corruption, wrongdoings, and teachings that are contrary to the real teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, that's my only dream now. And maybe if God will help me and will give me time, given the time and the help of the Almighty, it's my dream to reach possibly all people of the of the globe, of the world. I want them to hear what I am preaching. I want them to understand because I believe that the teachings I have known in the Bible is unique. It is not common. And you can judge for yourself if you will be following our podcast and our various religious programs and activities worldwide. Yeah. This is one unique religion and faith. We are maintaining uh, broadcast facilities all over the Philippines and all over the world. We have orphanages, we have uh, schools, free tuition, free uniforms, free computers, everything free in the Philippines. That's the only one-of-a-kind school in the Philippines that serve uh, Filipinos from preparatory to collegiate level, all free, no obligation whatsoever. Study now, pay never. That is our motto. Yeah, and you That's, can investigate if that is true or not. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe you there. So, if you would just tell us a little bit more, you talked about you know your broadcast facilities and some of those accomplishments. Uh, if we could just talk about one more of those accomplishments, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, your your TV program, The Old Path, uh, started in 1980, and it is the longest running um, religious program in the Philippines. Is that correct? Yes, That's as, of, uh, as of now, it is the longest running uh, religious television program in the Philippines. And it is aired not only in the Philippines, but in Asia, in Africa, 
in Brazil, in America Latina, as they call it, uh, we are aired uh, also in the internet, now globally in the internet, mm -hmm. which is not so much expensive because <laughs> uh, the internet is uh, free also right. with some unavoidable expenses like production and etc. But our program has been awarded by so many award-giving bodies in the Philippines. In fact, I was awarded by the Mashable. What is that body that gave me the award? Uh, the Mashable in 2009, in the third annual Open Web Awards, my, what's that? My, my website was awarded the most educational to follow. I was voted as the, the website, my website is the most educational to follow. Brother Eli Soriano's blog, esoriano.wordpress.com was awarded the most educational to follow by no less than the executive of the Mashable I have garnered awards in the Philippine Web Awards also for seven consecutive years uh, as the People's Choice Award in 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, and 2009. That is our program, The Old Path, Jackson. Well, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. So those who, who do listen, obviously you have a, a wide reach and, and a very uh, awarded program, but what, what, uh, what are people going to, to learn um, from tuning in to the old path? Uh, I am, I'm not promising anything. I am not uh, doing miracles as other people, or other pastors are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not speaking in tongues like the way they are speaking in tongues. I speak in my real tongue, not what they are speaking, things which, which you cannot understand. But what you can expect from my program is the preaching of the undefiled gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not my own interpretation, nor, nor my own invention in religion, but solely what is written in the Bible, believing the discipline laid down by the apostles in learning the truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, the Apostle Paul speaking, I have applied all this to myself and Apollos for your benefit, brethren, that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written. We are preaching, I am preaching what is written. I do not preach that Mary uh, was taken into heaven when she died, body and soul, like the Catholic Church is preaching because it is against the Bible. I do not preach that God is everywhere because it is not true. In the Bible, tells us the very the very prayer taught by the Lord Jesus Christ to the apostles says, 
pray unto this manner. After this manner, pray ye. Therefore, our Father, which art in heaven. It's contrary to the popular belief that God is everywhere. If really He is everywhere, the Lord Jesus Christ will not teach this prayer to the apostles. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be, hallowed be thy name. The Father is in heaven. He's not everywhere. I preach that. I am against those that say that God is omnipresent. Because the Bible tells us that God who made the universe does not dwell in temples made by hands. 1724 of the book of Acts. If he do not dwell in temples made by hands, then he is not everywhere. He is in heaven. This is contrary to almost all beliefs of almost all churches now that says that God is omnipresent. It is not in the Bible. The word omnipresent is never in the Bible. It is in the thinking of these people who attribute something to God which God does not approve. So I do want to be you know, cognizant of your time. Just have two more questions for you. Uh, but I know, I know you've had a busy day, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Other questions that I have, though, one, obviously, you've, you spoke a lot about, you know, leadership, whether it was in, in your religious life and before that in, in your business life and kind of how those have intersected. What advice do you have um, for those who, who do want to, to be stronger leaders? And I'm not necessarily, you know, saying even religious leaders, but just leaders in general. What advice do you have uh, towards effective leadership? I, I believe only one verse of the Bible will show you, uh, will teach you how to be a good leader, whether it be civic leader, religious leader, or other leaders that the world needs. In the book of Proverbs, there is a verse that tells us how to be a religious leader or a civic leader or any kind of leader that will be followed by people. In the book of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 28, mercy and truth preserve the king and his throne is upheld by mercy. To be a good leader, you have to be merciful and you have to always seek for the truth and be compassionate. Uh, always, always remember human consideration because you are humans, you are a human being, and you are leading humans. Human consideration must not be neglected by a leader. Mercy and truth preserve the king. His throne is upheld by mercy. That is what the Bible recommends to us 
for you to become a good leader. Be compassionate, be understanding, uh, be merciful to people that you lead. I believe yeah. in that. Yeah, and I think those are absolutely powerful words and really good, really good advice. And and to be able to to I guess add scripture into into that that's that's even more powerful. So if you would. Um, as a final question, if, if those who are listening, you know, want to hear more, um, want to connect more with you and uh, your organization, where can they go uh, to learn more? Whether it's um, your website, whether it is that podcast, uh, now is the time, if you would, just kind of tell people how they can connect uh, with you and the church. I invite everyone to know more about our organization our mission, and our 24-7 activities of evangelism via various broadcasting and streaming platform. Please visit www.mcgi.org. You can find everything there. mcgi.org www.mcgi.org All our uh, uh, broadcast, teaching, preaching activities, uh, our, our charitable works, the help we are extending to humanity, our feeding program, our free clinic, free hospital, free medical care, etc., even up to dentures and uh, uh, what do you say? What do you call that? Uh, uh, even free, we are giving even free eyeglasses to those who need, free Bible, free, everything free. We have everything free, legal services, etc. I am one of the most. Uh, acknowledged partner of the Philippine Bible Society, brother. I bought the most number of Bible in the Philippine Bible Society to be given as free to people, especially the poor. And uh, that is our, our, our goal to to our dream that with God's help, I hope that can be um, worldwide sometime in the future. I have an upcoming book, a memoir, Walking the Old Path, to be released soon. I have, a, I have that book printed about my struggle, my life, everything that concerns about my preaching, Walking the Old Path. My brother Eli Soriano. It's a book to be released very soon. Please check out on our podcast, The Unheard Truth from the Bible, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And learn more about us, about organization, about our goals, about our dreams in, I repeat, www mcgi.org. That's all, Brother Jackson.
Absolutely. Well, I, I urge people to check it out if they do have uh, more questions. And I'll tell you, it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you. I appreciate you um, agreeing to, to join me and, uh, and thank you again for being here. I, I also appreciate your invitation and I hope that someday, somewhere, somehow, <laughs> If we can be together in podcasts and in in service to our fellow men, with God's help. Thank you, Jackson, and may God bless you, your family, and your loved ones. Absolutely. Thank you. And that was my interview with Brother Ali Soriano. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, it, it was a really interesting one to have. I'll tell you, I really enjoyed speaking with, uh, you know, Brother Soriano. Really, really interesting guy. I can absolutely see, you know, why so many people respect him and, and so many people are a member of his church. You know, again, the point of this conversation is to speak to interesting people. Doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, I agree with it or that I disagree with it. Just, uh, you know, a, a, a platform to, to let interesting people tell their story. And uh, Brother Soriano is, is no different. I'll tell you, if you're listening from, um, you know, the Members Church of God International, thanks so much for being here. I hope uh, you think that I was respectful and, and that I um, had a good conversation with Brother Ellie because I'll tell you, I really did enjoy myself. And uh, for those who, who listen other times, um, thanks so much for being here. I hope, you know, whether you're a regular listener or a first-time listener because of uh, my interview with Brother Ali, uh, that you'll come back next time. You'll listen to uh, some of the podcasts that have already been done. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy talking to interesting people, and uh, I promise to do that on a, on a weekly basis. Um, so thanks for being here, and uh, take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.